Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, and we are here today for another episode of Women Who Launch and Lead. And today we have with us Andrea Butler, who is the founder and CEO of Becoming Women's Network LLC. And we're so excited to have you here with us, Andrea. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Awesome. So let's jump right in and Um, Tell our audience who you are, what you do, and how you're impacting the world. Again, I'm Andrea. I am a, you'll hear my accent later. It's, I'm a native of Jamaica, West Indies. And I impacting the world through inspiring women. I have, in my life journey, experienced so many different things um, from child abuse, domestic violence, um, homelessness, you know, so I, I've had uh, those gambits of, of being a single parent, all the different things that a woman can experience. And I looked at my pain and said, okay, God, what can you, you promised me beauty from ashes. So what beautiful thing could come out of the ashes of what I have experienced? And, and to take that and instead of becoming bitter or, you know, or different things that people think that should happen to you when you've gone through those different things in life and use that as a stepping stone and a bridge to help other women say, look at, you know, look at my life story and you're able to do it as well. And mm-hmm. so by taking those things that were meant basically to destroy me, to turn that into something that is something beautiful that I can offer to the world as a, a place of healing and to be able to empower them and inspire them that, you know, you can make a difference even d- despite where you have come from and despite the things that you have endured you can, you know, you can still be used and you can still make an impact and affect the life of others. And so I use those things and my story to help others, to inspire them. Um, our tagline for the Becoming Woman's Network is purpose, passion, and, you know, position. So who are we in Christ? Then what is the purpose we were created for? And then what are you passionate about? And then how can you take that passion to reach the world? And your world could be your family, could be just your, you know, your circle of friends and your circle of friends could be impact, can help others and move beyond what you're able to do um, by using your story. Mm, that's really powerful. Um, I love the, the purpose, passion and position because I'm uh, like, I'm purpose, passion and power. Awesome. <laughs> Like that's how I started off. And then I, I kind of switched it up to, cause I started off as a life coach. Um, and now I'm a business coach. So now it's, um, it's purpose, power, profit, but when I love alliteration, <laughs> so I love that first of all. Um, but, um, for me, it's, 
always tying in purpose and your reason for being and your reason for having gone through what you've gone through and using that in some way to impact the world, whether it's through business, through ministry, through your service, um, or just in your daily living, is recognizing the value of your experience to someone else and not being afraid to share uh, what you've been through, what you've overcome, how you've gotten through it, and then also, you know, publicly celebrating where you are now. About celebrating your scars, you know, looking at your scars and not hiding them, but you know, saying, "Hey, look, you know, I've, I, I too." And I think about Jesus. You talk about ministry, and I, I am a licensed minister, so you know, a lot of things that I do is based on God's word and in biblical principles. But I think about how Jesus went to the cross, and when He came back, He said, "Here's my hands." And so the scars are why we're here today. Mm-hmm. And so somebody had to go through something in order for you to be where you are today. And so we stand on the shoulders of other people's scars and other people's journey to get where we are today as a people, as women, you know, we, everybody, somebody had to do something in order for us to be where we are today mm-hmm. and to not be afraid or to be ashamed of your experience and, you know, move beyond that and say, Hey, look, my scars are beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So you've, you've been through what you've been through over the course of your life and you, you had all of these experiences that, um, you know, one, you did not let break you and you did not let determine what your future would be, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you decide and what was the process that you went through to, you know, determining that I'm going to actually start this business based on my history and empower women and inspire women? Like how, how did all of that work and fit together? So that, it's funny because my, uh, my oldest daughter and I were kind of looking and we were talking and I came across the letter that a friend of mine had sent to me in the middle uh, of all of this. Uh, she had sent me a letter, you know, we used to um, surf together in um, at Fort Sale. I was in the army. And so we surfed together and I went to Germany. She stayed at Fort Sale. And when I got out, she had sent me a letter. And in that letter, she was like, you know, she said she had been praying for me. And um, the thing that came to mind for her was that, you know, she doesn't understand why people suffer the things that, and we had never really talked about what my, my life was even before I met her mm-hmm. and even what I had been going through while we were together and, you know, serving together and for her to write this letter to me saying, you know, I don't understand why people suffer things and why they go through things, but this is what I got. And she sent me the scripture uh, in second Corinthians one um, that says that the things that you're going through is for the comfort of other people. So the things that you suffer is not just about you, but it's for someone else to be comforted by your suffering. And in the middle of that, I, I was like, nah, see, I, I don't want to go through this. <laughs> Nobody else go through this for me. You know, I don't want to really, you know, I thought Christ already died. Why do I need to suffer? And, and, and it, it, it just always stayed with me what she said. Mm-hmm. And every time something would happen, that scripture would pop back into my head and and I would have opportunities to be able to share my story, just that I would always be prompted, you know, to, to somebody says something and I'm 
always prompted to share. And I'm always prompted to share. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I think shame is associated with this. Nobody wants to hear this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was very, very quiet, very uh, <clears throat> introverted. And this being pushed out to be able to share because, you know, I always thought about all the shame that was associated with it. And uh, my father used to say, you know, and this is something that a lot in the community, we always say, nobody needs to know what goes on in your house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me to be always prompted to share what's going on in my house was scary at first. Right. And just the different circumstances that I keep like God kept putting me in over and over again. And I'm like, what are you doing? I am a serve in the back, stay in the kitchen. (laughs) Let me me stay back here and, you know, I'll help cook food. I'll serve. I'll do this. I don't want to talk. But he kept pushing me and pushing and and opportunities kept coming up. And, you know, I got asked to share and I was like, why? You know, nobody wants to hear my story. But in the midst of the, the sharing for me, the shame was lifted because you know, because I'd already told it. Mm. And so once I told the story, the shame was gone. And then, okay, then I, people, you know, I got that, that whole, somebody said, you know, once the shame is gone, you have power. And then once you reclaim your power, then, you know, the enemy cannot, and no one can come and say, well, I remember when, you know, she was going through this and she did this and that, mm-hmm. you know, I had the power now. Right. So once I had that power and I, I began to see, and I, as I became less afraid, of the shame and less afraid of, you know, um, hiding my scars and less afraid and less ashamed of those things as, as circumstances and opportunities came up and I, I became bolder. And you know, people say, I didn't even know if you could talk. And, <laughs> and so now I'm, I'm in that place where I'm, I'm very vocal. I'm, I, I, I don't mind sharing. And whenever opportunity comes up, you know, I'm the first one to raise, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go and I'll share. Yes, I don't mind telling my story. I don't mind talking. I don't mind doing those things. And I never thought in a million years from where I was to where I am today that I would even be on a platform to be able to, to share and to write my story and to, you know, to be able to tell other women about it and not have the shame and say, you know what, you have that power too, you know. Mm-hmm allow you sharing your story, allow, tell someone, and that empowers you to become bold. And then once you're empowered, the world is open to you, you know, mm-hmm. once you recognize that power. And then that's, that's basically what I have done. You know, once I started sharing and the shame went away, I was like, okay, I can do this. And the mm-hmm. first one led to the next one. And then he went to a group of ladies and then he went, you know, he just kept growing and then it became a book and then it, you know, it moved on. So. Yes, yes. So there are, there are a couple of uh, really powerful things in what you just shared. And the, the first is that you, it wasn't speaking and getting in front of people and sharing your story was not at all what you had in mind. Um, and you were uncomfortable with it. And the lesson there is that, you know, what you're called to do isn't necessarily something you're going to start off passionate about. Um, and you may in fact be afraid of it, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, purpose and calling does not equate to, you know, just, oh, I'm in love with the idea and I'm highly skilled at it. And, <laughs> and you know, everything is just going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, and I think that one of the, the things with 
with responding to a calling to do something um, that part, like part of that test, if we want to use that word, is are you willing to move forward with all of the questions you have, with all of the fear <laughs> that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. um, and just just because you know that you are actually being called to do it. So, you know, you're trusting your creator to then fill in all of the missing pieces and bridge the gaps and make sure you have what you need to make it all happen. So I think that's something that I want you know, our listeners to pull out from it that um, just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean that that's not what you're supposed, supposed to be to doing. Do. You know, there's a lot of people who are speaking on stages who didn't like speaking and still don't like speaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they recognize that it's a part of what they were called to do. So they do it, you know, and, and they may do it well, but just because people do it well, doesn't mean they're, they're comfortable doing it. Right. Right. Um, then the other thing that you said um, was about shame and really how if you if you own, which is really somebody else's shame, right? Mm-hmm. The person who harmed you is the person who should feel, feel ashamed, right? right? But you've taken ownership of that. And as long as you hold on to it, you, you have no control. You have no power. You don't have the ability to move forward. And the power in using your voice to free yourself of that shame. Um, you know, we say, yes, you know, yes, your words have power. We, we know that, you know, the Bible teaches that. There are lots of quotes about your words having power. Like, yes. we know that. But I don't think we really understand how that power can actually manifest itself in our lives when we use it. Because everything probably said, well, you know, your dad said it, if nobody else said it, but everything probably said, like, you you be quiet. You don't share this. No one needs to know it. Mm-hmm. You'll be embarrassed if people know this about you. Um, but you made the choice to go ahead and share it when you had the opportunity to, in spite of you being uncomfortable, and the more you gave voice to what happened, the lower or less and less and less the power that it had over you, you know, existed. So I'm sure it didn't happen just the first time you spoke, you spoke oh, yeah. out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> then I went back and I was just like, oh, my God, what did I just say? Why? Right, Why? right. <laughs> I tell somebody that, you know. Yes, yes. Um, it took a while, you know, to actually feel it. But every time you speak and release, like you're, you're literally releasing mm-hmm. the hold of that thing on you every time you speak about it. And certainly you have to be mindful of, you know, when and where and who you mm-hmm. share things mm-hmm. with because you do have to protect yourself because yes. not everyone is going to be understanding, accepting, and some people will ridicule and mock and, you know, all of that because people are people, right? Yes, they are. But again, who are you going to give control to? Are you going to give it to those few people who may respond in that way? Or are you going to maintain control over it and say, you know, I, I'm determined to be free. And if I know my freedom comes through me releasing this into the world, 
and hopefully help someone else. But really at that point, you probably really weren't even concerned about helping other people. It was just like, wait a minute. I feel a little bit different after doing this. <laughs> it's kind of that, that secret holds you in bondage. You yeah. know, you're, you're, you're basically locked up and chained up in bondage. And until you get to that place of saying, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being in this place or feeling this way, knowing that I have purpose inside of me. There, I, I'm, I was born for a reason. I'm here for a reason, but I'm so locked in my shame that I can't move forward. Mm. And once you begin to open up that, um, those prison doors and begin to, you know, the door is already, you know, like I said before, Jesus already paid the penalty. The door is already open, right. but we are so conditioned to live in jail mm. of our shame that we can't, we, we are, it's open, but we can't come out. And so it takes someone to happen to go in and, you know, whoever you are, whether it's me or somebody else who has experienced something and it doesn't even have to be shamed. It could be you want to start a business. Mm-hmm. You want to go to school, but you don't know how to get there. Right. And you need somebody who has walked through that door and have experienced um, what, um, what you have. Mm-hmm. And can come back and reach back and say, hey, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Come, I'll show you how the wheel is made. I've, I've already got the steps. I've already got the prototype. You know, it's, I've already got the manufacturer. I've already got all of these things in place. Let me help you get wherever you want to go or do whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe you're a new parent and, mm-hmm. you know, you're afraid to ask somebody for help because, you know, you're struggling. And so we, we have the ability to help each other. Mm-hmm. And as women in particular, you know, we sometimes we can get territorial. We want to hold on to our stuff <laughs> and, you know, not wanted to, you know, well, I got mine, you know, she can get hers too. I, you know, I got through this, she can get through it. Mm-hmm. And so how, you know, how do we then release ourselves? And, and so we're talking about launching and leading. So we have launched. And so in leading, we are helping somebody else, not only to lead the way, for them to experience their own purpose and find their passion and do what it is that they were called to do. Mm-hmm. But we, we have the tools as leaders to be able to help somebody else to launch. Yes. Um, yes. And, and that I'm so glad that you said that because it doesn't matter your, like your position um, or how much you've attained, you know, or anything like that. It's not a status type of thing, but literally everyone has the ability to lead someone else in some way based on what they've been through or what they've accomplished or just knowledge that they've gained. You know, there's a variety of ways that you can do that. And, you know, it really comes down to us as women, just recognizing our value mm-hmm. and the value of our individual history and what that brings to the conversation or to the table and how other people could potentially benefit from that. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, we all have abilities. I mean, I ask my kids sometimes, uh, you know, the technology and different things like that. You know, I can say, well, I'm, I'm the parent. They, you know, you can't show me anything because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm adult. I'm, you know, but you, we know that we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And we can all learn, even if I'm a child, you know, they could teach us um, some things. You right. know, kids <laughs> are bold and fearless and all these things, they jump off, you know, they jump off the sofa and they want to climb the tables and, and they want to fly and they want to soar. And we can learn from that child who is so fearless and regain that, that sense of empowerment that I can be bold. And even if I fall, 
and I may get hurt. When I get up and I'll get back on that table again and, <laughs> and jump off that table one more time and, and see somebody's going to catch me. You know, I'm going to perfect the way that I won't get hurt. Yes, yes. And not giving up and being fearless and being bold regardless of what it is. And we can look at that wonder and the joy of children and say we can learn lessons even from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to be bold and fearless. Yes, yes, yes. So in the process um, of you launching your business, so we talked about kind of the, you know, the personal challenge with just opening up and sharing what you had been, been through. What were some of the like, business challenges <laughs> that you faced in getting off the ground? Ooh, business challenges. One of... Uh who was my audience? Like who, you know, I know women, but women is so broad. And, mm-hmm. it's, and so how do I narrow the focus of who my audience is? Um, just based on a lot of it too, was how to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, how, you know, I don't have a business degree, so I have never started a business before. And how do I, how do I even begin, you know, to get that, you know, get my EIN and how do I find out that I had to register with the SEC in, in, in my state and how do I, you know, go ahead and set up a website? How do I do different, you know, all the different stages of learning that process of, of, of getting it done. Mm-hmm. And then two, being uh, consistent when things don't go the way you think they should go. Cause you think, Oh, I'm, going to be popular and everybody's going to love what I have to say <laughs> and it doesn't happen right right <laughs> you'll recognize that you have a purpose behind why you're called and even if one person reads your book or one person shows up to a conference and one person listens to your podcast you know or one person likes your Facebook post or your Instagram are you still um, in this to say it doesn't matter I'm still doing what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in the, in the very, very beginning when I started was going back to that, that um, nobody wants to hear you was the challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I start out and that the old voice kept ringing in my head. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Who wants to know about your, you know, nobody, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to buy your book. Nobody's going to do this. And so you know, not retreating back to the place of safety um, and to going back into that prison. And I, I think that for me was part of, was the hardest part of the journey is of recognizing as long as I'm doing what I know that I'm called to do, eventually it will be there, you know, as long as I keep walking. And that, that saying about a journey of a thousand miles starts with that first step. Mm-hmm. And once I took that first step, and the next one and the next one and just, you know, keep moving and keep doing and it, just keep moving forward. And I don't give up and I don't stop on those roller coaster days where, you know, you're high, then it's down and then it's up and people love you and you get, you know, 200 people liking your page. And then the next time you post something, you only get five, you know, you know, you, you still have to walk in that purpose. And I saw so that for me was just recognizing that, like you said, people are fickle. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like you one minute, you know, and they, they don't the next. Right. And so to recognize again, that it's all about what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What's, what's that passion? What's the thing that's in you? And that's what I encourage 
you know, those that I come in contact with, you have to light your own fire and keep it lit because people are always trying to blow it out. So you have to, you know, keep your, keep your fire going, encourage yourself and keep motivated. Mm, powerful. So where are you now in your business in terms of, you know, your goals? Like you, you probably have a vision for where you see your business being, and let's say maybe five years out, um, you know, where, where do you think you are on your path? Hmm. I'll say I'm, I'm a quarter way at the top of the hill. So I'm climbing up this, as you can see a mountain. I, I, I know I'm not, at, I'm not at the base, but I, I've, I've made some progress up. I'm not at the pinnacle of where I want to be. You know, that's gold, you know, mm -hmm. to reach that place. But it's every day, ever increasing of what it is that I want. And, you know, as I continue, as I define my audience, even the more, and I, I see where, you know, the spirit is leading me and, you know, that audience. And like I said, for me, never seeing myself as that, as that speaker, never seeing myself in, in this place. Um, and so to really, you know, building this um, from the ground up and, you know, being able to help more people. And so we have defined it where we've, you know, we started, um, doing some um, other workshops mm -hmm. and if you are chained to your past you cannot move forward into your destiny and so as I begin to do those workshops to help women and um, and just people in general to see where they are and then begin to move beyond their past and that is been the empowerment for me to come continue to grow so uh, you know i haven't made it to the mountaintop yet but i can it's inside so i, I can see it mm -hmm. I, I can see it and as i learned you know different tools about marketing and um, promotions and you know still learning all of those different things that that go on to it and, and you know getting out there and being able to uh, have that voice Mm -hmm. as you said you know and finding the platforms to be able to share and I've seen more doors open um, up as I'm you know going out there and, and being unafraid to say hey I, I have a story um, would you like to hear it <laughs> and, and begin to knock on begin to see those those doors open as I become even more bolder mm -hmm. in the work that he has called me to I'm, I'm seeing those doors open. So that's why I said I'm not at the top, but I'm, but I can, but I'm on a steady climb. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, the, what does the top look like? So the top for me, um, because I'm di diversified as well. I, I do life coaching as well. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I want to do more on the group side. So to be able to get into, um, for me, like um, schools or even the universities and begin to be able to offer these workshops within universities or within like middle school, high school, and begin to formulate those um, group settings where we can help them when they're younger to see them see their purpose even as a young as a young person, mm -hmm. and recognize that you know you have value, you have worth, and you are not here by accident. And if we can get them young then we can stop some of the things that we, that we see happening where they allow themselves to be called names. You know, that was not, that's not who you are. That's because somebody says something about you does not make that, 
you don't have to live out what somebody else says, but if we can get them in, in that beginning stage, and that's why I wanted, you know, so for me to be able to get into the schools and begin to start sharing that message of, and, and being able to do that on a full-time basis. And that just, you know, part-time getting here, you know, here or there where I can fit it in with my work schedule, taking, you know, so once we, we can do that on a full, that's where I, I think would be the top for me to be able to do that consistently and still being able to support myself and, you know, pay that mortgage that's due <laughs> on the first of the month. So that's, so that's, you know, so right now we're still my vocational, but eventually to be able to release that and be able to do this full time. So that will be the, the top for me. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so you wrote a book, right? I actually have four. Okay. Um, so tell us about the most recent one. So the most recent one I have is called Reflections from a Thirsting Soul. Mm-hmm. That is the, the most recent. Uh, this came out in January. And it's basically from my, my daily devotions, uh, the scriptures that spoke to me. And I began to, to journal those out as they were speaking to me. And then I put them together in, in a book to inspire others to say, okay, this is the, the inspiration that I got from what I read. Now, what, what did you, you know, this is what I got. This is the scripture. This is what I got out of it. What are you seeing as you're reading this and kind of helping people to understand that, you know, we are all um, thirsting for something. We all uh, are in need of motivation and inspiration to get us along um, the road. I, I talked about fueling your passion. And so that's for me was those, those scriptures and the, the things that I got from it was to help others and myself, because I go back and read them, to help me keep my, my passion going. Mm-hmm. You know, as, I, as I'm going, there's a section called, um, you know, your turn and then talk it over as you're talking it over with others, as you are getting your own, you can journal what you got out of from reading the scripture and then what, what I wrote and then know what inspiration did you get out of that and then if you want to share it with someone else then you can Mm, share that so you have that conversation going but it's it's more about fueling your passion Mm -hmm. and keeping you inspired awesome so where can our listeners find um that book and your other books so they're available on amazon barnes and nobles um knob kindles wherever wherever books are sold yes okay Awesome. Awesome. So I'll make sure that um, they're aware of that in the show notes. Um, but now we're going to switch over to our wordplay segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to share two words with you and you're going to just share your thoughts on those words, you know, how you define them or what they mean to you, what you think when you hear those words. Okay. Um, so the first is freedom. 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 For me, freedom is the ability to move, to pursue, and without restraints. And so, as I as I look at that, at freedom has allowed me to be able to uh, share my story. It has allowed me to empower others. It has. Um, given me the ability to write, you know, that's, that's something that 
again, you know, not, not even being aware of how uh, the gift that I had. And I wrote in high school and I used to write poetry when I was in high school. And that, cha that chain again of, of shame and of nobody wanting to hear what you have to say kept me from pursuing that dream. And so now that freedom that I have to say, I can write, you know, and to know that I can write is, has been a liberating, uh, freeing, and to have that freedom of thought and process. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Now the second word is purpose. Purpose. Ooh, my favorite word. <laughs> it's just, um, purpose reminds me that everything happens for a reason that nothing that happens, you know, we all have free will, we all, we all have choice, but in, the, in the, the scheme of things, everything works together for our good. And so everything has a purpose, um, whether we'd like it or not. <laughs> Some things have purpose. You know, I was decreed that to, you know, when you're exercising, the purpose is to build muscle. But if, as you start out, it doesn't feel good. Right. In that purpose place. And then you may get up after your first day and say, oh my God, my whole body hurts. I can't do this. But you know that there's a purpose behind why you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. And as you keep walking out to that purpose, that you get stronger and the pain goes away and then you begin to see the results. And your purpose, again, is, is for your health, but it also for the health of someone else. And, that, and their health, because you can say, look, I, you can encourage them then. Oh, yeah, I walked through this. Oh, that first day is grueling. It's going to hurt and you're going to do this. But if you keep going and then that's that's the motivation behind why we do what we do. Mm, I love it. <laughs> and I love the uh, the exercise example, because some people don't make it past that first week because mm -hmm. of the pain. But the reality is is that the, the positive thing that we're looking for often comes on the other side of pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So it has been really a joy talking with you today, Andrea. Thank you. Um, yeah. I want to make sure Pleasure. that our listeners are able to connect with you and find out more about what you're doing um, and just keep in touch with you. Uh, so how can they find you online? So I am on Instagram and Facebook as Becoming Women's Network. Uh, we are also on Twitter as the underscore BWN. We are also, I also have a website, which is um, the Becoming Women's Network.org. You can also shoot me an email at Becoming Network at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So just thank you again for joining us um, and for sharing about your experience and your journey with our listeners. Oh, yes. As I said, it's been a joy speaking with you and I appreciate you taking the time uh, to come and share with our listeners. Thank you for having me. It was a, also a pleasure to be here. It's been a really good experience. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at sharitaweatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead.